Hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Prey and this third devotional episode of the podcast. And you may be wondering when you hear these short of episodes why the quality isn't quite as good. And just to give you a bit of insight, I pick up my phone when I'm sat in my chair. <laughs> I'm not sat at my desk with all the equipment, so this is why the the uh, the quality isn't quite as good. But today I wanted to start us off by thinking about a gentleman called J.C. Ryle who died in 1900 at the age of 80-something, which by all accounts at that point of history was a, a very good innings. And talking of innings, he liked cricket. He was a bit like C.T. Studd, the founder of uh, WEC International. In that sense, he was a broad-shouldered Englishman from the area of um, Sussex and was most famously known for his bishopric in Liverpool where he became the first bishop of Liverpool and was in that role for 20 years approximately. I'm not going to do any kind of overview or biographic type of content on him but I'm wanting to to just pick up, um, I'm wanting to highlight him because I've fallen in love with his works I've read two autobiographies, sorry, two biographies of J.C. Ryle over Christmas. One by a guy called Ian H. Murray, who's in his 90s now, lives just around the corner from us here in Edinburgh as one of the co-founders of the Banner of Truth. His biography of Ryle, um, Prepared to Stand Alone, is a beautiful book worthy of your time in reading. Um, And another one by Eric Russell entitled... Um, a Man of Granite, um, from the from the famous quote of Ryle's successor, um, is a man of granite with the heart of a child. And one of Ryle's most famous works is a book simply called Holiness. And he was a prolific writer, he was a prolific tract writer, and... Um, I'm wanting just to kind of flag up one thing today in this brief devotional about, um, which sounds very theological and I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible for everyone today, but at the beginning of his book Holiness, he he is essentially refuting teaching of the modern day at his at his point in history, which was the late um, 19th century, mid to late 19th century. Um he was refuting teaching, which to me, reading about it, having read those two biographies and now reading this new book, this um, this book, Holiness, sounds very familiar to me. It sounds very familiar, um, very similar to hyper-charismatic teachings today. And in a nutshell, he was refuting the um, the false teaching that that said basically that once a Christian, you were instantly consecrated, that's the word, consecrated into a kind of a higher way of perfection. And what happened with that false teaching is the is the solid biblical teaching, which is which is a um, um really the kind of um the standard of the Reformation, which was to restore the the simple doctrine of salvation or justification by faith alone so in other words at the moment you become a christian you are immediately justified perfectly 
um, made righteous because of the blood of Jesus. That's that's the doctrine. That's the the kind of the kernel, if you like, of the Reformation, which is that you were at the moment of believing in that Romans ten nine moment of believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You were immediately justified by faith alone, not justified by works, not justified by um, anything other than faith, like Abraham. It says in Genesis that um, it was credited to um, Abraham because he believed. Um, however, what seemed to have been going on at the time of Ryle at that point in history, and remember this is in England, um, was that the the same theological emphasis of being immediately justified by faith was also applied to another word, which is sanctification. And that some people were teaching, some people were believing that in the same way that justification by faith alone was immediate, so it also meant that somehow our holiness, or another word, which is sanctification, was immediate and full and perfect and quote-unquote the higher way. And it meant by default that there was no real work to be done for the Christian to strive towards holiness or living in a holy way because we were immediately justified. And so Ryle at the beginning of this book is is at great pains to refute the that teaching as a as a heresy, as an error, which is to say that although we are justified by faith, we're justified by faith, sanct- we're not sanctified by faith in that same way. There is still, as somebody like John Owen, one of the earlier Puritans would say, the mo- in terms of the mortification of sin, you know, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. And that that is a lifelong process and that we should understand the difference between justification and sanctification to be this that justification by faith alone is once and once and for all and it's immediate and total and thorough and perfect sanctification is the process of becoming more like Jesus it's the process of growing in holiness and Christ likeness and the fruits of the spirit and so on and so forth so it's important to make that point I think and I wanted just to for this episode just read some just a just a selection of quotes from um, Ryle at the beginning of this episode to to get everybody to be thinking about, on the one hand, the glory, the glory of being made, of being justified by faith alone. In the moment that you become a Christian, the new conversion, the 2 Corinthians 5.17, the new creation, the moment you pass from death to life, you're transferred, as it says in Colossians, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Christ, into the kingdom of the Son. Um, that's immediate. And the glory of that, but that on the other hand, there is a response to that, which is the lifelong process of, of working towards holiness. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we become legalistic. It doesn't mean to say that, and we'll say more about this in the weeks to come, where we've encountered the, the types of false um attitudes and understandings of what it means to be living a holy life a sanctified life a distinct life a powerful life um we can say more about that with humor and with um just with a sense of uh, tongue in cheekness because some of the attitudes towards legalism and you can't you can't go to the cinema on a sunday and 
you know, if you don't read the King James version of the Bible, you're not reading the actual Bible, all those kind of nonsense, cult-like behaviours. We can say more about that. But So on the one hand, you've got the justification, the glory of that. But then on the other, you have this sense of, I think Riley's right, and he was right at his time, and I think it's true today, that holiness as a as an emphasis in the church is grossly, grossly neglected. What does it mean today to be a Christian? What does it mean today to be a holy person? What does it mean today to be like Jesus? What does it mean today to be growing in Christ-likeness? What does it mean today to be growing in the fruit of the Spirit? What does it mean today to be producing fruit in keeping with repentance? Indeed, what does it mean today to be sanctified? There's a couple of quotes here. In this, in this context, he says, let us, this is J.C. Ryle, let us never forget that truth, distorted and exaggerated, can become the mother of the most dangerous heresies. Let us never forget that truth, distorted and exaggerated, can become the mother of the most dangerous heresies. And I don't know about you this morning, but I immediately think of certain uh, household names. I think of certain churches, certain movements that are in effect no different to the time of Ryle. And he resisted them and he taught and he thought hard and uh, long and hard about those realities because it's, a, it's an important issue for, for prayer. I want to just read this last little bit here as a quote um, as he comes to the end of his introduction on holiness. Ryle says, I leave the subject of my introduction here and hasten to a conclusion. He says, listen to this. I confess that I laid down my pen with feelings of sorrow and anxiety. There is much in the attitude of professing Christians in this day which fills me with concern and makes me full of fear for the future. There is an amazing ignorance of scripture among many and a consequent want of established, solid religion. In no other way can I account for the the ease with which people are like children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. And so he goes on to conclude his introduction, but then obviously goes in to the rest of the book with with hope and with emphasis on the return of the Lord and so on. But... I hope it whets your appetite today, but the simple truth is that we are immediately justified by faith alone. That was the whole point of the Reformation 500 plus years ago. But that today we are growing, we should be by the Holy Spirit, growing progressively in sanctification, which integrally involves our activity. We're not passive in that. We don't just sit around and thank the Lord because we've been transferred to a higher state and therefore we can just crack on with whatever we want to do. It was the great Scottish uh, pastor Samuel Rutherford who wrote the book The Spiritual Antichrist who who dealt with that heresy, the antinomianism and so on. And of course there are variants of all of these things today, so we have to be people of the Bible. If it's not written in scripture, forget it. If we ever go beyond what's written, we are in deep, deep water. We're in deep trouble. So we, we thank you today, Lord, for the, for the glory of Abraham stepping outside of his tent, looking up to the stars, being promised the things that he were promised. 
and simply believing you and your grace, mercy and generosity in crediting it to him as righteousness because he believed. And Lord, we pray as well that that truth and the glory of that would cause us to be students of your word and pushing on, persevering, relying, calling upon the Holy Spirit to every day be growing in your likeness, Jesus, to be growing in holiness. Lord, let us be students of your word. Let us be prayerful people of holiness. In Jesus' name, amen.